The Velvet Hammer, an inside look at trial lawyer life with Karen Kohler. Real life stories about fighting the good fight. A lawyer published a sexist and racist statement onto one of the listservs that I belong to. There was quite an outcry. And it led to a discussion on another listserv that I belong to uh, that brought up an article that I wrote with Vicki Vreeland, another attorney who also had been a former president of the same organization. So Washington State Trial Lawyers Association, also Washington State Association for Justice, as it is now known. And I couldn't even remember when the article was published, but uh, someone else found it in the archives. It was published in 2001, uh, October. And to write this article, uh, Vicki and I stayed up an entire night, uh, as in 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock a.m., 3 o'clock a.m., 4 o'clock a.m. And we researched and wrote this article which was published in our state trial bar news and our then republished in our trial lawyer uh, bar news. And what had happened is that a former president of the bar uh, wrote an article. I think he may have also given a speech um, to accompany the article uh, that was designed to foster the current PR campaign of the Bar Association, which was to um, tell members that they should be proud to be lawyers, proud to be lawyers. And in this rousing speech slash article, the bar president or former bar president, a wonderful person, by the way, uh, proceeded to use it as an opportunity to tell the stories of some of the most iconic lawyers ever of whom we should all be proud of and aspire to be. Not one of those lawyers, of course, was female. And it was a long list. So that's why we stayed up a night and wrote this article in response to that exclusion of anyone other than male attorney, I don't think that there were any minority attorneys, it was pretty much a white male attorney list. And the article that we wrote was called Proud to be a Lawyer, a Female Lawyer. And I'm gonna read it. Let's see how much progress we've made in 19 years or 18 years. As a lawyer, a female lawyer, you have a great tradition to be proud of. Lawyers are the enforcers of rights and responsibilities, and there have been many lawyers, parentheses, who also happen to be women, in a parentheses, who have worked tirelessly to ensure justice and the rule of law, despite the greater challenges they face because of their gender. Throughout most of our history, education was not available to women, let alone a legal education. Footnote. In 1886, the first woman graduated from Yale Law School, which then changed the rules to bar women from the law school until 1920. Columbia University did not admit women until 1919. 
Harvard did not admit women until 1950, and the University of Notre Dame waited until 1967 until they admitted women. The New York Bar Association excluded women until 1937. By the 1950s and 60s, women made up less than 4% of the legal profession. Women were denied licenses to practice law since they were not considered, quote, persons, end of quote, under law law. So although the list may be shorter and the names not as well known, our past is rich with women lawyers who make us proud to be lawyers. Number one, in colonial America, she was the first to hold land in her own right. She managed her several thousand acres so successfully that in 1647, the provincial governor appointed her executor of his estate, which included the duties of Lord Baltimore, the colony's proprietor. At the time, Maryland was a colony in chaos. Soldiers were clamoring for their pay and there was a shortage of food. She sold the Lord's cattle to prevent insurrection, incurring his wrath, but the assembly declared, quote, it was better for the colony's safety that time in her hands than any man's else in the whole province, end of quote. Despite her wisdom and leadership, the next year in 1648, the colonial assembly denied her request for the right to vote as a freeman. Her name is Margaret Brent, and although she did not attend law school or take the bar exam, she was America's first woman lawyer. Number two, when she decided to become a lawyer, she had no mentor, having never met another university graduate, law student, or lawyer who was female. She attended Washington University in Missouri, the first university to admit women in 1869. After graduating from law school, she helped found the National Women Suffrage Association with Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. In 1887, President Grover Cleveland appointed her the first female federal marshal. She dedicated her life to advancing justice and equality for all. Her name is Phoebe Wilson Cousins, and she was a lawyer. Number three. She ran the Chicago Legal News, worked to secure passage of a bill allowing married women to keep their own wages, passed the Illinois bar exam with honors, and applied for bar admission. The Illinois Supreme Court denied her a license to practice law because she was female. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld that decision in the case of Bradwell versus Illinois, 83 U.S. 130, decided in 1873. Justice Bradley's concurring opinion chided her audacity and condemned the notion of women as lawyers. Here's an ex excerpt from his opinion. Quote, it is to be also remembered that female attorneys at law were unknown in England and a proposition that a woman should enter the courts of Westminster Hall in that capacity or as a barrister would have created hardly less astonishment than one that she should ascend the bench of bishops or be elected to a seat in the House of Commons. That God designed the sexes to occupy different spheres of action and that it belonged to men to make, apply, and execute the laws was regarded as an almost axiomatic truth. 
In view of these facts, we are certainly warranted in saying that when the legislature gave to this court the power of granting licenses to practice law, it was with not the slightest expectation that this privilege would be extended to women. The civil law, as well as nature itself, has always recognized a wide difference in the respective spheres and destinies of man and woman. Man is or should be woman's protector and defender. The natural and proper timidity and delicacy, which belongs to the female sex, evidently unfits it for many of the occupations of civil life. The constitution of the family organization, which is founded in the divine ordinance, as well as in the nature of things, indicates the domestic fear as that which properly belongs to the, to the domain and functions of womanhood. The harmony, not to say the identity of interests and views which belong or should belong to the family institution, is repugnant to the idea for a woman adopting a distinct an independent career from that of her husband. For these reasons, I think that the laws of Illinois now complain of are not obnoxious to the charge of any abridging any of the privileges and immunities of the cities of the United States. In 1890, this is number four, shortly before her death, she was finally admitted to the bar Oh, sorry, still on number three. She banged on the doors of the profession until they were open to her sex and compelled legislatures and judges to, quote, proclaim that it was not a crime to be born a woman, end of quote. Her name is Myra Bradwell, and she was a lawyer. Number four. She was born in 1823, daughter of free blacks, but was forbidden from attending public school in Delaware. Her family's shoemaking store was part of the Underground Railroad, helping escaped slaves flee to Canada, where she moved to teach the former slaves. She succeeded in opening the first racially integrated school despite powerful opposition. At age 30, she became the first North American black woman newspaper publisher and proprietor. During the Civil War, she was an Army recruited, recruiting officer. A gifted lecturer, she inspired those attending the annual convention of the National Women's Suffrage Association. She founded the Colored Women's Progressive Association. In 1883, at age 60, she received her law degree from Howard University School of Law, the first woman to do so and the second black woman to earn a law degree from any North American institution. She was a pioneering force in the black women's movement of emancipation. Her name is Mary Ann Shad, and she was a lawyer. Number five. In 1947, she began practicing labor law in New York, but her commitment to women's rights led her into politics. She was the first Jewish woman elected to Congress and the first woman elected on a peace and women's rights platform. As her first congressional act, she introduced a resolution calling for the withdrawal of all U.S. troops from Southeast Asia. She introduced the bill that established Women's Equality Day on August 26 and was an early co-sponsor of both the Equal Rights Amendment and the Freedom of Information Act. Her support for universal child care, reproductive rights, equal pay in women's health and 
education equity, led the way for the enactment of key legislation. She clearly articulated the feminist argument through her unique sense of her unique sense of humor. Here are some of her quotes. Quote, women have been trained to speak softly and carry a lipstick. Those days are over. End of quote. Quote, the test for whether or not you can hold a job should not be the arrangement of your chromosomes. End of quote. Quote, our struggle today is not to have a female Einstein get appointed as an assistant professor. It is for a woman Schlemiel to get as quickly promoted as a male Schlemiel. End of quote. She was a champion for humanity, for humanity and for women. Her name is Bella Abzug, and she was a lawyer. Number six. In the 1960s, she was one of 16 women in a group of 500 men at Harvard Law School. There she confronted, quote, ladies' day, end of quote. A humiliating routine in which professors sat all the women in front of the class while he and the male students questioned them. In the 1970s, she became the first female attorney general in Florida's history and held the job for 15 years, hiring women to fill half of the 16 positions. She was accused of sounding more like a social worker than a prostitute. The anti-pornography group America Family Association picketed her home because she refused to censor certain rap music. She publicly scolded the governor for his appointment of 32 white males to his 37-member commission on government for the people. She stood, she stood firmly on the side of civil liberties and compassion for humanity. Her decisions could not be bought. In 1993, she became the first female U.S. Attorney General. Her name is Janet Reno, and she is a lawyer. Number seven, she was born on a farm, the youngest of 13 children raised in poverty. Her parents taught her to respect her conscience and speak the truth. She graduated from Oklahoma University with honors and later from Yale Law School. In 1991, she braved the skepticism, cruelty, and jest of 15 white male members of the U.S. Senate, as well as much of the nation, when she related her EEOC work experience with U.S. Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas. By recounting his spurned advances, sexual braggadocio, and pornographic tales, she forced the issue of sexual harassment onto the national agenda. By opening her private life to ridicule, she became a voice for victims of gender-based oppression. Her name is Anita Hill, and she is a lawyer. Number eight, her parents were simple middle-class folk, her mother a homemaker. In college, she developed a passion for helping children. When her husband took office as president of the United States, she became a powerful symbol of the changing role and status of women in America's society. In 2001, she became the only sitting first lady to be elected to office as a U.S. Senator. She said, quote, the challenge now is to practice politics as the art of making what appears to be impossible, possible, end of quote. And perhaps one day this too shall come to pass. A woman will become this nation's president. Her name is Hillary Rodham Clinton, and she is a lawyer. Well, we were wrong on that one. The practice of law is a helping profession and the pursuit of justice and equality is extremely worthy of respect. So be proud of your rich legal heritage and be proud to be a lawyer, a lawyer who just happens to be female. The end. Over now.